What's up, everybody? This is the HodgePodge Nothingness Podcast, and I am David Korb. Well, guys, it's been a long break um, since the Pirates uh, last played. Um, a lot has, has went on. Um, we had the literally had the MLB draft start as the uh, last Pirate game uh, ended. Um, so I'm just going to go ahead and get into it and start off with that. The MLB draft uh, happened, and the Pirates, they went ahead and took Paul Skeens uh, over Dylan Cruz. I I did a podcast the the day prior. I I've been telling you guys that when you looked around in the Pirates system, you could you could say that they don't have a Paul Skeens in their system. They don't have a guy that throws the ball a hundred and something mile an hour consistently, or you know, and they don't have that. They don't have none of those guys that are their top pitching prospects in the system, whether it be Quinn Priester. Or uh, Kyle Nicholas, or Jared Jones, or Anthony Salamato, any of those guys, Ashcraft, I go on. None of those guys are throwing a hundred consistently in a game. So, to me, and and we also saw how much the pitching depth was an issue. Uh, just with injuries alone this season, we've seen how how they've had to really dip into the pool to bring up guys like Beto up to pitch. Um, as Waddle Beto. And so to me, it, was, it just seemed like that combined with the rumors that Dylan Cruz did not want to go to the Pirates and that he wanted Overslot to be drafted number one overall at $10 million. It just made sense to me that they would take Paul Skeens. And that's exactly what happened. Um, and, you know, I, I, I love the pick. I really do. When I think about it and I look at this guy's accolades, like, Everything he's done, the records he's he's broken, uh, the mold this guy has come from. Uh, originally pitching for Air Force, um, you know, I I like it. I really do. Uh, this guy is a leader, and and I I love the pick. Uh, I mean, you think about it when you got a guy like Dylan Cruz already wanting over slot and saying he doesn't want to play. I mean, do you really want to bring that into your organization? I'm not sure I do. Especially when it comes to the Pirates, I mean, you just know it's going to be ugly. Um, so I, I w- I'm pretty happy with the Sp- Paul Skeens uh, draft pick. Um, I was worried they were going to go with one of the high school guys. To be honest, um, I was hoping it was going to be Skeens, and and if not, then at least Lankford. I wanted either college bat or a college arm, one of the two. Um, but just it was an interesting draft overall for the Pirates. Uh, they drafted 14 pitchers. Remember I talked about pitching depth? Yeah. Yeah, guess what? Um, I think they feel the same way. Uh, they drafted 14 pitchers. I got here two shortstops, two catchers, two third basemen, and uh, one second baseman. Um, however, uh, that Forrester, um, I, I, they say that he projects to be a first baseman. That was why I also had them pay, taking him because, again, they don't have a first baseman. A legit one in the system, and uh, sure enough, they took uh, they took Forrester um, out of Oregon State, I think I believe, um, but uh, or Oklahoma State probably. But um, yeah, so look, the, the draft I didn't understand a lot of it to be honest with you. Like they took a lot of pitchers with with really high ERAs. Like I I, I didn't understand it. Uh, Justice De Los Santos on Twitter, he said with the 11th round selection, the Pirates take uh, Magil Cotto out of Kentucky. He has a career 637 ERA. 
Now, mind you, he's got 71 strikeouts and 59 and one-third innings. Or, I'm sorry, seasons. Um, innings in three seasons. So I, out of South Carolina, Kentucky, by the way. So I'm like, okay, so he's got, they had a high K rate, but his ERA is horrendous. So, uh, you know, is it just they like the stuff and they think that maybe he's got control issues, maybe they can help with that or something? And it, it was one thing to see one pitcher, but then now with the 12th pick, the Pirates take right-handed pitcher Christian Curtis out of Arizona State. Now, this kid's coming off Tommy John, but he had a 7.03 ERA across 64 innings at ASU. Now, he's got a five-pitch mix, so it's like, okay, maybe they like his stuff, but a 7.03 ERA. I, I just, to me, I just thought that was, it's just really strange. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But the thing, another thing about it was that they took 11 college arms, I counted. That's a lot of college arms. Like, we talk about them wanting to take skeins because, you know, the way they move some of these guys through the system that are college players, um, they can move through quick. And, I mean, their window is believed to be 24 and on, right? So taking these many college pitchers, uh, guys with good stuff but bad ERA that they must think they can fix, you know, what are they, what's going on here? Like, is is the time to sound the alarm with, with the pitching in the system, uh, just just very strange to me. Just how many pitchers were taking, and on top of that, how many college arms were taking. Uh, it just I don't know. Strange to me. Two catchers too. They took two catchers, which I I thought that was also interesting. Um, I you know you've already got you know two top prospects that are catchers in the system, uh, with a couple others that have already been added to the system in the first place at Double A AA and Triple A. I, I just, I don't know, I thought that was interesting to take two catchers as well. Um, speaking of, like, over-slot guys, like, we knew they took Paul Skeens because he was going to be probably slightly under-slot. Um, 9.2 mil is believed to be what the deal is. Uh, they could go all the way up to 9.7 in that slot for number one overall. So 500K under, which, you know, alleviates some things for them if they wanted to go get some over-slot guys down the draft. Um and it looks like they're going to be one for two on that. Uh, the guys that they were going after for over slot, they went and got Xander Muth in the third round. Uh, and it looks like um, he was a commit to Illinois, um, it looks like. But they, it looks like he's going to go ahead and accept uh, going to the Pirates. He's going to go ahead and do that. Now, they missed on the other guy they took, Daniel Covet, um, third baseman. Uh, he was supposed to go to Miami, and it looks like he is going to go ahead and fulfill his commitment to Miami. So the two guys, it looks like they were going to be overslot. It looks like they're going to go one for two on that. They get one, but uh, the pitcher, which is good. That's a good thing. Um, uh, but it looks like the third baseman, Covet's going to go ahead and, and go to Miami. He's not going to come to the Pirates. Um, what else? Um Pretty much, like I said, with this draft, I wasn't too thrilled. Um, I, 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 besides Paul Skeens, uh, Forrester, and basically they're, they're three out of their four top four picks. I, I, besides that, a lot of these other guys, I, I don't know, I'm just not that excited about. Uh, a lot of, like I said, I, I don't know. Just the way they went about this kind of worries me with pitching. 
Uh, can you ever not have enough pitching? No, I mean, you need as much as possible, but just the guys are taking. I, I just, I don't know, man. The production to me is just not there. The kind of production you want to see them take. I'll put it that way. Um, I don't know. I, 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 maybe this is just the, the Pirates are trying to introduce maybe their own style of doing things. Um, as we know, the Pirates have brought some guys over from the Rays, and so maybe there's some things that these guys they've got in the organization now that used to be with the Rays are showing them to go after these guys in the later rounds with, with, with a high ERA or with control issues, but they have really good spin rates, really good stuff, and you can try to fix that, and, and you get them on the cheap. So, uh, But, yeah, I don't know if we're going to really see – we're going to find out how overslot they went for the third-round pick, the, the high school pitcher – I'm interested to see how much of the allotted money they were given total, which was $16 million to play with, um, how much of it they actually end up spending on this draft. All right, moving on. Um, not long after the draft, we had the uh, All-Star Game. And uh, for the first time since 2012, the NL beat the uh, AL. Um, something that, as you can see, doesn't happen very often. Um, Keller got to get in the game. Um, Bednar did not. Uh, Keller, Keller, he, I don't, don't want to say he struggled, but, uh, he definitely didn't have his best game. Um, in one inning, he gave up a home run, uh, to, as uh, it, um, yeah, Yandy Diaz. He gave up a home run to Yandy Diaz, but, uh, he had 1K, um, no walks, and, and that was it. He just did one inning. You know how the All-Star game is. But uh, the, the, uh, Ben R, like I said, he didn't he didn't play at all, which really sucked because I, I caught the middle to the end of the game and I was really hoping to get to see Ben R, but it didn't happen. But it's whatever. Um, the thing that was, that, that was so interesting about this game was Elias Diaz causes like controversy apparently with his performance in the game. It, 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 he hit a two-run bomb. It ended up being the deciding factor that, that the NL won it. Uh, but man, just like pirate fans were just bitching up a storm about how they should have never let him go. You know, Ben Charrington really screwed up and it was one of his first moves he made was cutting him or, and, uh, you know, from the team and, and I, and I'm sitting here and I'm just like, why the hell do we even care? Like, I don't care. I don't care that. This this guy didn't do shit for the Pirates five years ago. Uh, why? Just you're gonna have guys that just don't figure it out for teams, but they figure it out with another team. There's just guys like that. There's just late bloomers like that. There's just guys that they take longer to develop. And at the time, he had shown nothing. So you know, if, if there was no signs this guy was gonna was gonna be a, a, a good catcher, a good hitting catcher, that for the Pirates, and yeah cut bait like I, I don't I just don't see the controversy like everybody wants to pretend like it's only the pirates that get guys and then they they figure it out down the road after the pirates let him go I saw the comparisons of Jose Bautista and stuff like that and it's like dude do you know how many guys get let go of and they get let go of by the Dodgers or or, or some best and they go to the Rays and they figure it out it's not just the Pirates. It's big-time teams, too. Look at the Yankees. They got guys that don't figure it out but go to other teams, and, and, and they do. 
It's not just the Pirates. It's not just low market teams. It's, it's, it's baseball in general. In general, baseball, they're going to have players that just don't figure it out until they're with another team. A fresh start, if you will. Something clicks. That's just the way it is. And let's also, and I'm not trying to put last guys down at all, okay? But the, the fact that he plays at Colorado doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt at all. Half his games are in Colorado. So, you know, I, I just, to me, it was just, I just thought it was so stupid how, how much arguing I was seeing over this. I, I, I didn't, I just didn't understand. I, I didn't get it. It, it. it made no sense to me. But uh, moving on. Um, so I came across something on Facebook and then it really snowballed, uh, onto Twitter and something, it was a picture by CBS and it was promoting the guardians versus the pirates. Um, and it, it has, uh, I believe the picture for the guardians, Logan Allen, and it says versus Quinn Priester. So that caused quite a stir uh, over the weekend um, into the week. People were freaking out. Uh, oh my God, they've already got it. That Quinn Priester's coming up. It's like, people, come on. The Pirates are not going to let this kind of stuff leak. How many games in advance? The Pirates' next series is not even against the Guardians yet. So they're not going to let this kind of stuff leak that far in advance or at least the cbs and the guardians are not gonna know like it clearly it was photoshopped there's just there's just no way that that would get put out there that far in advanced uh but but for those that don't understand that kind of stuff it's, it doesn't work like that it's 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 not going to be something that six days in advance the other team or cbs or, or a tv station knows about that they're going to put out there that far in advance before the Pirates even make it official that the guy's been called up. But I just, I thought that was absolutely hilarious that, uh, <laughs> that, that, that got, that Photoshop picture got put on there and just caused absolute pandemonium <laughs> amongst the, the fans because it was just like, oh my God, are we really following, falling for this? But, uh, but that does raise the question, like, when, it, when is he going to get called up? And when is, when is it going to be Andy Rodriguez time? And Pagaro. Pagaro is, was doing, has been doing really well, uh, double A, and has already had a cup of coffee up in the majors last year. So when do you think it's going to be time for them to come up, for any of them? Cause I, and then look, we can, I, can even, I can even take a look here at, uh, at the com- upcoming games with the Pirates. You've got the series against San Francisco next. And then you've got Cleveland. Now, when I click on that Cleveland game, I mean, it's got uh, Bieber, and it, for the Pirates, it has to be determined. So that is very, you know, it, it's interesting, to say the least, when you start looking at this stuff. Uh, the second game against Cleveland, it don't have any pitchers yet projected. So, I mean, as you can see, like, projecting, it, it's, it's, it's hard to tell. But, I mean, like, if I had to guess, I, honestly, I, I, just to roll into the next subject, I think... I think you're going to see these guys get called up when certain other people get uh, traded, and that, that raises a whole a whole another thing. Um, and and basically that'll help me move on to the next subject, and that is uh, 
Andrew Filipponi, he decided to put on Twitter that uh, there's a rumor that the Dodgers have interest in Rich Hill and Austin Hedges. And, uh, you know, I see this and I'm just like, really? Like, you really, th- like, like, I'll put it this way. They either, if they really do want Rich Hill or Austin Hedges, they want Rich Hill to eat innings. A veteran presence, I guess, for that rotation. Or you want Austin Hedges because you want a backup catcher. A solid defensive back. Because that's really what Hedges should be. Hedges should, doesn't belong as a starter on any baseball team. He is your typical backup catcher. Just doesn't have a bat, but is a solid to good defensive catcher. And that's, that's, what, that's why he belongs as a backup on the, uh, a winning team. So if they are interested, that's the only reason they're interested. Um, so I, I, that whole thing, I don't know if that's just Filipponi trying to stir up shit. I have no idea. But then people started on Twitter and Facebook talking about how Bednar's a, a name that got brought up. And people started freaking out about that. They're like, oh my god, if... if there ain't no way they're trading Bednar if they're serious about being competitive next year and blah, 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 blah. Dude, and I, and I put this on Twitter. Look, every selling team has a price for every player. If you're a seller, you're going to listen because you will have teams that will sometimes go way over the top and it's a deal you just can't pass up. And... I, you know, for me, I, I, I love Bednar. He's a great closer. But, I mean, you're talking about a, a, a closer, a relief pitcher. If you get offered some top prospects, or even just one top prospect, depending on the ranking, like, you know, it's something you have to consider. Because, me personally, you can, you can find a closer. You can get a closer. You may already have him in the system. So to me, it's like if you offer me certain things, then, then, then yeah, I'm gonna let him go. And and I look, I get it. He's a Pittsburgher. It's gonna piss off a lot of fucking people. But you know what? I don't think Ben Charrington cares. He's he's gonna. I mean, the guy does things already that drive people insane. And this guy don't care. He he don't care about that stuff. You can tell. Um. I you know I, I you think about this think about when Neil Huntington felt the pressure to make a move and he brought in Chris Archer and look what we gave up how how did that go for him bending to the pressure of the fans not too good huh um so yeah I I don't I think that, that anybody there anybody is 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 on the is on the table I really do my top three candidates uh with this you know coming up here with the deadline is Carlos Santana. A, a a great first baseman, who's can hit. Is he hitting for average? No, but he's but he can hit, uh, and he's been doing a lot better lately. Um, so I could definitely see a team wanting to sure up first base, uh, it, it go and get him. Yeah, I could see a team wanting Rich Hill. You you need a guy to eat innings for you, or or you know a, a veteran presence. He's got a seven pitch mix. It's something you could utilize. So yeah, I could see a team wanting him. Uh, another one is Austin Hedges. Again, like I said, if, if I'm a team that's hurting to have a backup catcher or I don't have a good defensive catcher as a backup, then yeah, I'm going to want 
I'm going to want to get a guy like Austin Hedges. I know it sounds crazy, but just speaking on it as a backup catcher, to me, that that is something that he should be. And that'd be something I would covet as a team because you want to have a good defensive catcher, say, in the playoffs. Say it's uh, you're at the eighth inning, ninth inning, and you want to do a defensive setup to, to make sure that you don't give up runs and have your best defensive team out there. Yeah, that, then, then that's when Austin Hedges becomes uh, something, uh, an asset to the team. Uh, another one I got on here, and you guys ain't going to hear this, but I, I'm going to put Andrew McCutcheon for the pure fact. I don't, I doubt it happens, but with Ben Charrington, all bets are off. And and another thing too, you got to remember, McCutcheon's besides being injured, I mean he he's done really well this year. I, I mean, I think his batting average is around two sixty five, two seventy. The man's on base percentage, I think, led the team before he got hurt. Uh if he comes back healthy and continues to get on base a lot and be an asset to the Pirates, there's there there's already been rumors of the uh, Rangers. Things test, yeah, the Rangers were trying to uh, were checking in on him. So I I have no doubt that they're gonna listen to offers on Andrew McCutcheon. And again, if the right offer is made, yeah, I think he will pull the trigger and trade Andrew McCutcheon. Now, is it going to go over well? No, it's not. Just like with Bednar. It's it's going to piss people off. But I don't uh I don't I don't think Ben Charrington cares. I really don't. And and I don't uh Yeah, I just don't um I just don't think it it's it's going to be it I just don't think it'll be something that he would worry about with the fan base. I think if somebody makes the right offer, he's going to pull the trigger. But moving on, those are my top trade candidates, though. And as you can see, it's no one that's it's nothing. It's not none of the future guys. It's none of it's none of those guys that just got. It's none of them, because I could easily sit here and I could go. You know what? That middle infield, in my opinion, was starting to be a logjam until Bay got hurt, and Castro has struggled. Uh, so you know, I could easily, um, I I could, I could easily uh, see them wanting to trade. A middle infielder to free up some of that. But all right, moving on. Um, the Pirates, uh, Justice De Los Santos put on Twitter that they just um, announced that Ronzi Contreras has been optioned uh, from AAA Indianapolis to the FCL Pirates. So, I mean, he's been sent all the way down to the bottom of the minor league system. Look, I. I don't, I don't, I don't blame the Pirates for doing this. I think it's a great idea. I think it, he does need to be shut down, put in a non-stressful situation. Maybe they're shutting him down for good for a little while to rest his arm, or just put him in situations where it's simulated, maybe, and there's, there's no pressure, and he can just work on things. Because, uh, because I mean, like, let's be honest here, he's just not right, not right, and. Um, and he, there's just so many issues. Him, the, the velocity to me is being the biggest issue. Uh, it's just really strange how his velocity just absolutely nose died by about six, seven miles per hour. Uh, something ain't right with the kid. So I don't, I don't, I don't have a problem with the Pirates at all uh, going that route with with him. Um, I think it's smart. I really do. But 
I don't know. I hope the kid gets right and comes back roaring, you know, on fire. I really do. I really like Renzo Contreras when he was healthy and whenever he was dialed in. Man, I thought he was a really good pitcher, and I thought he was a really good get by them uh, when they got him from the uh, Yankees, I believe, and in the Talion trade, if I remember correctly. And I, dude, I, I, I really hope that uh, that he he gets right and gets healthy and comes back. All right, moving on. Um, next thing came out was they released the uh, the twenty twenty four schedule, um, and. I saw some interesting things. Uh, the Pirates are going to face the Phillies. It looks like they faced them. Did I see that they faced them more than once? Yeah, they faced them twice. So the Pirates will play the Phillies a couple times. They'll face uh, they'll face the A's again. Um, they'll face the Angels, which I thought was interesting. Uh, and that's oh, that's at home. They're going to face the Angels at home. So man, you got a chance to come to the ballpark and see Otani and um, Trout, which is really cool. So I look I look forward to that. Uh, the Braves come to town, so if, if you want to come see uh, you know, uh, Acuna or any of those guys, they'll be coming to town too. Um, they got a home game set against LA, so those guys will be coming back to PNC Park. Let's see. They, they faced the Braves twice. Wow. So they got to take on the Braves twice. They'll be at Houston, which is rough, uh, trash cans and all. Um, they'll be at San Diego, at the Texas Rangers. Yep. Uh, what else? Oh, at the end, then their last series is against the Yankees in New York. Yikes! That is rough. They got a crap ton of. Division games towards the end, though. I'm seeing a lot of Chicago, St. Louis, Cincinnati, Milwaukee. Yeah, I mean, towards the end, it's a ton of division games. Which, if the Pirates are supposed to be contenders, uh, well, you, know, you see, it's it's tough for me to even say that to say contenders. If they're supposed to, I'll just say their window is supposed to start opening in 24, where they're competitive. That last month and a half of next year is going to be interesting. It really is within the division. That's a lot of divisional games. Um, oh, I just saw uh, Boston comes to town as well, the Boston Red Sox. So that's cool. So, yeah, no, I, this, this is going to be an interesting uh, 2024 schedule, man. I, I, I look forward to this. My gosh, I would love to come to the ballpark and see Otani and Trout. That'd be, that's going to be something that I'm definitely uh, going to want to plan for. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, oh, Baseball America yesterday came out with their, their new top 100. Um, let me find the picture here, and I'll read you exactly what the rankings are. So we have five Pirates in the top 100 for Baseball America. Uh, number six is Paul Skeens. Automatically, my man became the top prospect in the Pirate system. Uh, number 28 is Henry Davis. Number fifty-five is Andy Rodriguez. Can't talk. Andy Rodriguez. So they got two catchers in the top one hundred. Then number seventy-five, Jared Jones, um, and then number ninety-seven, Tamar Johnson. So that means Tamar Johnson dropped. He dropped dramatically. Uh, so that means I think Quinn Priester fell out. Then I think Quinn Priester used to be in the top one hundred the whole time. Uh, I might be getting that confused like fan graphs, so I, I'm not sure. But that's that's not good to see that. 
But uh, it's good to see Jared Jones top 100. I, I like to see that. Uh, so, I, you know, I don't... Other than just Quinn Priester not being in it, um, I'm trying to think of any other guys that, that were in there that are not anymore. Uh, maybe Pagaro used to be in it. He isn't anymore. Um, it's It's been a while since I've looked at the uh, uh, Baseball America Top 100, but it came out yesterday, so I thought it'd be something to bring up for those that didn't know. But yeah, Paul Skeens, Henry Davis, Andy Rodriguez, Jared Jones, and Tamar Johnson are all in the Top uh, 100 for Baseball America. All right, guys. Um, last thing I'm going to talk about. I uh, wanted to go ahead and do a, a Pirates-Giants preview. Um, they're going to be playing. Let's see here. It's tonight at 7.05. And guess what? It's on Apple TV+. Plus. I No words. Um, Pirates going to be taking on the Giants. Uh, pitching for the Giants is going to be Ross Stripling, a righty. In 12 games, he's 0-2 with a 6.37 ERA. 41 innings pitch, 34 strikeouts, and a whip of 146. It uh, looks like he's just an opener for them. Every game, it looks like he only pitches two or three innings. Uh, his last game, he went 3.2 innings pitch, four hits, two earned runs, three strikeouts, no walks against Colorado. Uh, 637 ERA. So I would like to think that you know maybe the Pirates can come out, come out of the All Star break hitting here and, and maybe uh, have a good start. Uh, on the mound for us, though, it's it's going to be Rich Hill. 18 games, Rich Hill 7-9 with a 4.78 ERA. 98 innings pitch with 91 Ks and a 1.44 whip. So, batting order-wise, I expect it to be your, uh, what we've been seeing lately. Um, Kutch is still hurt. Uh, so, I, you're going to see Choi probably at DH. Santana at first. Henry Davis in right field. Marcano at short. Hope and see Gonzalez at second. Hayes is still hurt, so you should see Triola at uh, third. Um, Hedges will be behind the dish. Uh, that's what I expect to see. Um, Reynolds and left, and you'll see Sawinski in center field. Which to me, I look on paper minus Hedges looks looks good to me. I I, I like what I'm seeing from these kids. I like Triola. I like Gonzalez. Got Henry Davis is to be honest has been struggling a little bit, um, but the potential is obviously is there. Um, and I, and I, I like these young kids. I liked what they were doing with this team. I mean, the pirates, after they called up those three specifically went six and five before that last series, if I remember correctly. Um, so they were, they were doing well. The kids were doing well for the pirates. Um, and I, and I like it. Um, Triolo, I, I, I really like that kid. He, he hits with runners in scoring position and Nick Gonzalez is just a, a hit, a pure hitter too. I mean, I really like it. Healthy Davis figures it out. He starts uh, doing better. Um, but I, I, this is a series that I kind of like for the Pirates to come out and start off on a, on a good footing. I really do. And then they'll take on the Guardians. So after that, um, hoping that whether or not there's trades made, I, I want to see. Uh, Andy Rodriguez and Pagaro get plugged into this lineup. I want to see the kids. Like, I want to see them, and I want to see them now, and I'm hoping they get plugged in here. Uh, but I- I'm excited for the second half. I'm ready, uh, and I'm going to continue to do these podcasts and, and just get, uh, give you give you guys my opinion on things. I really enjoy doing this. I love talking Pirates baseball, and I really appreciate those that have been listening. Uh, thank you so much. And um, 
But that's all I got. Uh, If you're enjoying the podcast, and uh, please hit the add button or the follow button. I'd really appreciate that. Uh, If you do it on on Spotify, that really helps me out um, with my uh, sponsorship with them for now uh, with the ambassador ads. Also, I'm on the Steelers Sanctuary podcast with David Beer for SteelersSanctuary.com. We just did a new episode last night. That's uh, on all podcast networks as well. But that's all I got, guys. Take care. I'm out.